This show is brought to you in part by the University of Advancing Technology. UAT is a unique technology-infused private college that was founded by a geek for other geeks. Our mission is to educate students in the fields of advancing technology to become innovators of the future. UAT's campus culture is devoted to continually nurturing a thriving geek community where everyone's personal lives and professional aspirations revolve around technology. The beginning of the 21st century is an exciting time to be in the technology community. Current subjects of ongoing research and scholarship at UAT include robotics and embedded systems, artificial life programming, information and network security, game development, and other areas of advanced technology. Check them out on the web at www.uat.edu. Shoutcast streaming provided by Versus the World Productions, www.vtwproductions.com. Hi, folks. This is the Emperor. I'm here to remind you to listen to the Emperor's Court every Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern right here at vtwproductions.com. That's the Emperor's Court, your three-hour break from Internet porn. Hello, Phoenix Comic Con. How are we doing out there? So what do you think it would be like to work with a computer geek who's had every government secret downloaded into his brain? We are happy to have two guests here that know exactly what it's like. And so they're going to tell you some behind-the-scenes stories. They're going to take your questions. In the past, you've known one of them as Jane Cobb. You've known the other as Lieutenant Tom Paris. Nowadays, you know them as Agent John Casey and a Chuck producer and director. So ladies and gentlemen, please give a huge Phoenix welcome to Adam Baldwin and Robert Duncan McNeil. Chinese, but I can't read it. Serenity on the back, though. Wow. There are a lot of Firefly and Serenity fans here. I can't believe it. We should have had you on that show. I, sh I, would, I, I wish I would have been on that show. I wish I could have been on that show. Yeah. You guys, you've, the fans of your show are... They're almost like the fans of Chuck. Almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> this is my boss. I have to be nice to him. <laughs> I think on, I on I, camera. I said at my pan I said at my panel yesterday the best part of my job is I get to boss around Adam Baldwin without getting shot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's great with Vera. You know, <laughs> funny thing about Vera, it's not. I mean, it's a pretty gun, and it has uh, you know a Callahan auto lock, thorough gauge, and all that stuff. What? It's a yeah. It's um. <laughs> You know, it's a gun I trade for the girl. Okay, that, yeah, I get that. Auto lock, other stuff I don't understand. But it's not that good a gun. It's got all kinds of sharp corners. It's, it's, it's no scar, that's for sure. 
<laughs> Look at those Arizonans out here. I love Arizona. <laughs> but beer is a pretty gun. I wish I could have gotten it. It was ten grand. It would have been a great collector's piece to put up on the wall. But uh, they wouldn't let me have it. I saw a replica today. Is that the gun you're talking about? No, that was the pistol. That was my uh, little... Um, I had a name for it. But I called it Boo. Boo. Oh, nice. Boo. Okay. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be... Uh, Bo oh, Bowie knife I call Binky. <laughs> Didn't you name one of your guns on Chuck? You my named security it? Binky. Yeah, I tried to name the minigun that I used, uh, Daisy. Daisy, that's it right. It didn't make the cut. Oh. It was sort of an homage. Yeah, we got to do that this season. All right, we'll do that. We will christen a gun this season. We'll find a way to sneak it in there. Right. And oh, you, um, can we talk about what you were talking about in the bar last night? About how, um, <laughs> I don't remember what I was talking about in the bar. Well, we, had, we, we, we had a lovely uh, encounter with uh, Mr. Stanley. And... Uh, I came in at the tail end of the conversation, but uh, you know, Robbie was there talking a little longer. But uh, I'm a recruiter. Let's yeah. just say that I like to recruit new talent for Chuck. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, and Stan was there talking about uh, the show and how how fun it was to be here, and you know. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we just started talking about you know getting some ideas from Stan on new characters for Chuck. And, you know, he's a very smart character creator. So, uh, and he also won an acting award here yesterday, I think. Were you guys, yeah? Chuck's That's, difficult to talk about because it's this, you know, secret thing. It's, it's really even more difficult to talk about, talk about season five because it hasn't been written yet. <laughs> So we're, we're back there desperately texting the bosses, uh, you know, the Uber bosses, writing, writing this stuff, going, so what should we tell them <laughs> <laughs> about season five? <laughs> just, just say it's awesome. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Josh Schwartz <laughs> texted back, tell him it's going to be awesome, yeah. Yeah. which I have no doubt it will be awesome. Yeah. Uh, with awesome, Yes. <laughs> The ladies there, a little for the ladies with awesome, yeah. We should try to recruit like Nathan Fillion. Woo! Yeah, I know. I know he's on a competing network on another show, but I think he can still do a guest spot. And uh, he, yeah. he and Zachy have become good buddies too. Mm -hmm. The two of them, yeah, Jewel would be greater, Morena. Uh, Morena. <laughs> Curse you, Joss Whedon. Uh, Moreno was Jane's love interest in Jane's mind. <laughs> but not in Joss Whedon's mind. <laughs> no, Adam, no. <laughs> okay, okay. Hi, Moreno. What so else? what else you got? We're going to throw out uh, some questions to so you guys uh, in the audience. There is a microphone right here. Please, if you have any questions, uh, line up, and, uh, and uh, you can ask uh, anything you like. Uh, why don't we start, while they're lining up, talking about uh, how you each got uh, involved with, uh, with Chuck, with the show. Uh, I'll, I'll tell my story real quick, how I got involved with Chuck. I had worked with Mick G and his company um, a couple of times. I did a pilot for them that didn't get picked up uh, a few years back. I directed Supernatural uh, early in the first season. Yeah! 
Um, I directed The O.C. with Josh Schwartz. So I kind of knew all those guys from other projects. And when Chuck was about to get picked up, I got a call from Mick G. He said, I want you to look at this pilot because we need a, a director to be there full time. And I think it's a good fit for you. And, you know, 10 minutes into watching this pilot that they shot, I was hooked. I just thought, this, there's nothing I can imagine that could be more fun than working on this show. So, so that's how I got involved in it. And I've been there since uh, we started the series part. I just got, I got involved through the normal um, audition process and network and studio testing and uh, Schwartz and Fedak. I guess they, they had seen Firefly and they liked that too. So they thought, well, we'll you know, he'd be, he'd be good because we're going to give him a lot of weapons. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go in and you audition and you just, you know, you have to be funny in the room. And I, I, I think I pulled it off. So Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to... I, wait, I want to ask you one question. Oh, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Uh, I want to ask you a question okay, about... Have you done much comedy before, Chuck? Because he is so good at the detail in these scenes. There's little moments, and you know, we did the thing in the, in the British countryside with the tea, you started sniffing the tea, you didn't trust that it was you know, not poison, and it was brilliant. And, and I, I built off of that in editing a whole sequence around the room of cutting to everybody you know, paranoid about the tea, and it just became the funniest little bit. And Adam is so good at finding these little nuggets that are unexpected. Did you do comedy much before this? Firefly was comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Day, Daybreak was not a comedy. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that was not a comedy. Uh, Inside was not a comedy. X-Files was not a comedy. DC Cab, but you know, DC Cab, I was just a dumb kid way back when, surrounded by Mr. T and Gary Busey <laughs> and all these, Bill Maher and these crazy com comedians all just, I was overwhelmed then, but... Um, yeah. Angel was not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Full metal. Oh, Angel, Angel, was, Angel was pretty funny. I tried to play him. Yeah, Patriot was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Burn the church, Captain. It's <laughs> not funny. How do I make this funny? I can't. <laughs> you know something else so I don't forget during this, this uh, panel? There's a small world story that I told Adam, and I, he, he, I don't think you remember this, but when I was about 18 or so in New York City, I, I used to fly home. I was, I was trying to be an actor in New York, going to school, and I used to fly into Newark Airport and take the bus uh, from Newark back to the city. And yay, Newark! <laughs> anyway, one day... <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Bayonne! Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I'm taking the bus back. I'm like 18 years old, and I'm taking the bus back, and there's Adam Baldwin, an actor that I had seen in the movie My Bodyguard just that recently, and, and an actor I thought was incredibly talented and a, and a relative peer of mine, and I see him on the bus, and so I went up to him, and I said, and I started talking to him. I said, you know, I just want to say how much I loved you, you and my bodyguard, and I'm trying to be an actor, and we had a very nice conversation on the bus. He doesn't remember this. He was very nice to me, he didn't shoot me. Uh, and, uh, and I just thought that was such a cool moment for me uh, that he doesn't remember at all. <laughs> you no. know, now, that, now that you no describe kidding. it, I, I, and have described it, I've thought back, and I, and I remember those bus trips back and forth between Newark, Newark Airport. Yeah. 
Yeah, that vaguely sounds vague. It's true. True story. I'm not making it up. He was no, very nice. True story that happened to me the other night. I dreamt about you. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really, I really did. Yes. Here we go. Yeah. And it was the silliest little thing. We were on the on the, in the courtyard of the of the of the show where the people live and uh, the uh, house, uh, apartment building. And <clears throat> Robbie, I was I don't know. I was or something, and, and uh, <laughs> Robbie, Robbie walks over and he goes, you know, Adam, there's this uh, line you're going to have to do over ADR, automated dialogue replacement. You know, I think so, hooping. yeah. You're going to have to redo this line. I said, well, what line is it? He goes, well, th there's, there's this word that you say in there that is supposed to be scripted, and you're supposed to say stupid, but it sounds like stupid. <laughs> it's got a V in there. We need to get rid of it. I said, what do you mean? Well, you said, you know, that's really stupid. I said, well, that's just the way I was, Casey was mocking an, the idiocy of uh, someone else. I don't know what the specificity of, of, of it was, but you, you were adamant about getting me to, to redo this line. And we got into sort of this, sort of, no, a I debate. Won't. I like that word. And you're like, no, there's a V in it, and the suits want you to change it. It sounds like stupid. There's a V, and I don't know why. Stupid. Stuck, stuck with me like I was from Newark or something. And, Bayon, Bayon. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I was I was channeling my inner uh, Josh Gomez, but I told my son that and he just he giggled for an hour because stupid, stupid, he's walking around going, stupid. My dad, my dad is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dreaming about. You. Oh, we dream about each other. Isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, I wanted to ask you one final question. Yes, How sir. did you get? What process did you go through? in order to direct your first episode of TV or movie? or What was your first directing job, and how'd you do it? Um, I was on Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Playing the role of Tom Paris. And uh, I, I, had, uh, I had been on a series a couple years before called Going to Extremes, and it was a medical show. We made 22 episodes. It was... Uh, Josh Brand and John Falsey that created Northern Exposure and I'll Fly Away and a lot of shows that were popular back then. Anyway, we're making this show that we shot in Jamaica and not Jamaica, Queens, but Jamaica in the Caribbean. Jamaica-mon. Yeah, Yaman. And, uh, and I was married at the time and I had my first kid. She was two years old and, and everybody else is out partying and doing what people do in Jamaica. I'll leave that up to you guys to, to figure out. <laughs> But I didn't feel like doing that, so I was like, I'm going to learn something else. And I, and I spent that year in 92 observing all the directors that came through and kind of asking them questions and going on some scouts. And so cut to 94, I'm doing Star Trek Voyager. And, and day one of the pilot, I'm walking away from filming. And, and Rick Berman, who was running the whole Star Trek franchise at the time, was walking away with me. And I said, Rick, I want to direct. I've been observing and trying to... And he kind of laughed. He said, yeah, maybe in season five or six or something. I went, no, 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 I want to direct season one. And he laughed even harder. Um, I said, I've been observing, and I said, I've been on so many shows that don't last more than one season, and I know this is Star Trek, and I know everybody says it's going to run forever, but I want to direct in season one. I'll do whatever it takes. And I just bugged him, and, I, and I, I'd go to meetings, I'd go to screenings, I just, and, and I didn't, he was right, I didn't direct season one. Uh, but I directed season two. Early. All right, already. Yeah. yeah. All right, already. Season two, you get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he had had enough of me. It was, it was actually thanks to Jonathan Frakes oh. that I directed, because Jonathan, yes, let's hear it for Jonathan. 
Jonathan was um, supposed to be directing an episode, and he had to back out at the very last minute to direct the feature, First Contact, the, the Star Trek feature. And so when he went to do the movie, I stepped in to do his episode ver last minute. So it's thanks to him. Great. So that's it. So you got to be a pesterer. A pesterer. Oh, God. I've, he's gonna, now he's going to start pestering me. I see what I, you tricked me again, Adam. That's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> On that note, uh, we're going to throw it to the, uh, the audience. Gee, thanks. Uh, I'm Casey from Down the Road Show. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. We recently had Mark Christopher Lawrence on our podcast, and he was a treat. You guys have an open invitation to come be on our show as well. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I would give you guys the same question I ask everybody, uh, both of you. Who's your favorite superhero? Who's your favorite villain? And who inspires you in life? Who's your real life hero besides Ronald Reagan? <laughs> 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 um, you go first. Oh, oh God, I was hoping. Uh, favorite superhero. Favorite superhero. I, I like Batman. I have to say, I like Batman. I find him a very complicated person. I like the fact that he's, a, he's as real a human as, as you can be without any particular magical powers, but yet he... Uh, he finds a way to, to, to be a real superhero. So I, I like Batman. What was the other one? Villain. Villain. Wow. Uh, the Borg? The <laughs> Borg. I think my favorite villains are the Borg. I know it's not a comic book, but it's, is, does, does that count? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. The Borg from you Star Trek. Darth Vader, anything works. So oh, okay. And, no, uh, I think who, the who Borg. You in life? I think the Borg are, are my favorite villains. They were a, a really interesting uh, bad guy. Is there a real-life actor, director, anyone out there who inspires you? Adam Baldwin is my <laughs> hero. That's the right answer. <laughs> How about for you, Adam? Uh, you like Batman, huh? He's a capitalist. That's interesting. No. <laughs> uh, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would go with uh, either Iron Man or uh, Captain America. Yeah. Or Superman, because I've had, that, had the opportunity to play Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Or the voice, anyway. Um, villain? Wow. <laughs> nah. Uh, yeah, Nishka would be great. I, would, uh, I love Nishka. Michael Fairman's great actor. God, he was just hilarious. I would, uh, yeah, I'd go with Darth Vader. How do you go wrong with him? And who inspires me in my life? Uh, my kids and my wife. Yeah. Okay, next question. Uh, hi, my name is Kelly, and my question's for Adam. Okay, so I grew up watching The Adventures of Jackie Chan, mm -hmm. and I wanted to know how you got the part of Captain Black. Um, I played Finn, right? <laughs> did I do did I do Captain Black as well? I believe so. Mm. It was a long time ago. I remember doing Finn uh mostly. And I just tried to play him like a surfer dude, you know? Um That was just another audition. You just walk in and, and, and read lines and they say, Yeah, okay, we like your voice. Can you do it different? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but he was sort of a minor character in that. But I'm glad you, I'm glad you watched that. Thanks. The residuals are nice. <clears throat> okay. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> it's amazing. I have to say, with like Adam, when you ask him these questions, I can empathize because Adam's a real veteran actor, and sometimes uh, people ask me questions. I've been doing this a long time, and you guys remember more than I do. You know, you guys. You guys, we put it, we make it and we put it out there, but you guys own it and you kind of interpret it and you, you know it better than us. So, uh, so uh, yeah. You've done a lot of work, Adam. Oh, thanks. You've yeah. done a lot of work. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. All right, sorry. Just a little <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. It's interjection. It's comforting. It's really good. It's comforting. It's soothing. Even though we disagree about a lot of things, yeah. Yeah. which we may get into in front of all of you or not, yeah. you never know. But it's nice. I respect you. Well, we like sweaty products. products right? Yes. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Go ahead. Sweaty. Tiny questioner. Yes. Um, what do you like about Chuck? What do we like about Chuck? Yeah. <laughs> the guy who plays Chuck is, is Zach Levi. And he is... In Firefly, you had Nathan Fillion, and the show was basically on his shoulders. Same thing with Chuck for Zach. He's, he's the leader of our department. He's got the entire show on his shoulders. He does all kinds of physical work and comedy work, and he's got the bulk of dialogue, and he's in every, practically every scene. And this is a guy who he just he leads with love, and he leads with uh, hard work, and uh, he's, he's dedicated, and he's passionate, and he really cares about what we're doing. And he makes it inspiring to go to work every day. And when I first got the job, I said, well, do you think he's got a shot? And he goes, my manager said to me, who knows, you know, the guy playing Chuck, if they fall in love with that guy, the show will go. And they did. I mean, we've been on the bubble for a while, but still, if it, I, I think if it weren't for Zach Levi, that the show would, would, wouldn't be around anymore. So that's what I love about Chuck. Yay. And the girls are pretty. <laughs> um, I would second that. I think uh, I think Zach is a really unique, one of a kind kind of lead actor on this show. He's he's given he's led with love. He's led with his heart and his soul, and he's a he's a great guy. I would also add to the other thing I love about Chuck. I'll add two other things I love about Chuck. Uh, one other thing I love is our crew. Uh, our crew, Bob Field, are you here? Where's there Bob? Is. Where is he? Mocha Look, Bob. stand up, Bob Field. That's our that's our gaffer from Chuck, Bob Field, ladies and gentlemen. Bob and everybody else that works on our crew, it's the best crew I've ever worked with. They're they're funny. They accomplish things. They they accomplish things that I don't know any other crew that could do it. And they do it with a sense of humor, and they're incredible. And so, and yay. The, the, the hours that these guys put in on their feet, in the, the electric and, and the camera and the grips, these guys are on their feet for 16 hours a day with just maybe an hour for lunch. And they don't complain. They don't whine. You know, I mean, they make it a little grumpy sometimes. Who doesn't? But <laughs> especially at 3 or 4 in the morning uh, on Saturday morning, right, Bob? Uh, it's, just not a it's just not a fun time. But, uh, and that's why it's always enjoyable when we get a director like Robbie. He's very cognizant of that, getting, getting the, the day in on a Monday 
starting at 7 and getting out of there within 12 hours so that we're not working into the wee hours of, of Friday night. And uh, Everybody, we take care of each other on the show. I mean, we try to, we try to look out for the crew. They, tr they look out for us. The actors, are so, it's a great cast. I mean, besides Zach, Adam's amazing. Yvonne has grown into an incredible actress. Um, Josh Gomez, Mark Christopher Lawrence, Scott Krinsky, uh, Vic Sahai, every, all of them are incredible. Well, Vic's a jerk. Right. <laughs> right. I, I didn't, yeah, you're right. <laughs> all right, forget I said Vic, but. No, that's already on Twitter. It's <laughs> already been no. tweeted. I, 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 joke, I joke with Vic all the time because he's like, oh, God, I'm going to end up on the Hollywood squares with Scott. That's gonna be <laughs> Did you guys? So I, so I keep saying, uh, yeah, Scott and Lester to block. <laughs> he goes, not only do I have second billing now, but he gets his real name, but I'm just my character name. <laughs> Scott and Lester. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those slowly I turn moments. Yes. He loses it. It's hilarious. Vic is so... He's so talented. Very he's so fun. talented and so neurotic. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. But uh, he, he really brings it. He's, yeah. he's amazing. Everybody does. Though The whole cast is great. And like I said, our crew is phenomenal. And the last thing I was going to say, the other thing I love about Chuck, is we wouldn't have been here for five years now without you guys, without the fans. So that's the other thing I love wherever you went. I love the fans of this show. They're great. Okay, next. Hi. My question is for Adam. And I guess my question is... Why are you filming yourself? That's really weird. Hey, everybody, look. I'm here I am asking <laughs> the question. <laughs> that way I can say He's going to tweet it right now. He's uh, my I'm question sorry. is... What is it that you took away from working with Stanley Kubrick mm. and working on Full Metal Jacket? Mm. Thank you for that question. <laughs> I was 23 when I got the job, and I had worked on my bodyguard in a, an army jacket. And, and I asked Stanley later, I said, why'd you hire me? Uh, did you like my audition tape that I sent in? Because everyone sent in audition tapes. He collected thousands of them and basically taped over them to use as extra uh, footage because he was sort of cheap. <laughs> Uh, funny story. He would send he would send these audition tapes to his mother in New York, and she would tape the Yankee games, and have and have them uh, diplomatic pouched back to him so he could watch them the next day. So he he would say it was a code of silence on the set. Anyone near him couldn't talk about uh, the Yankee playoff games. Otherwise, you'd be in big trouble. But I asked him so, uh, you know, why'd you hire me? He said, Well, I. I I saw that movie, My Bodyguard, get dead. I like the way you looked in that army jacket. <laughs> I said, well, did, did you watch my audition tape? Because, you know, I spent a lot of time going, no, I never watched those things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he taught me patience. Because we were young kids, we, didn't, we, we weren't patient. We were used to working on shows that would be done in two weeks or 50 days maximum. We were there for months and months and months and months, uh, not knowing that that was going to be the deal. And he was, uh, he was more patient than we were. But he had wisdom. And uh, uh, the one thing I regret most is not having the, 
the experience to appreciate what was happening while it was happening. I thought, oh, this is great. Wow, we're doing the Kubrick movie. Woo! Everything's going to be like this from now on. Top of the world. <laughs> you know? And meanwhile, we're complaining, God, it's nine months later. We're still here. And one of those scenes took a month to do. We're sitting on the wall. It took a month to do one scene. And we're young, and it's getting cold, and we're you know, impatient, and we're cranky, and we're complaining. We're working six-day weeks, 14-hour days. And uh, had, I, had I had the, uh, the wisdom that I, I think I do now, I would have appreciated it more while it was happening and chronicled it. That's why Matthew Modine's book, uh, Full Metal Jacket Diary, is something I hope you get a chance to look at if you're interested in, in the, the lore of, of uh, Full Metal Jacket. He did a great job. He was always taking notes and taking great, he's a good photographer. So he did a really great job there. Uh, and the stories he tell, he's very self-deprecating. He, he, he explains what an idiot he was and what an idiot I was and the other cast members and <laughs> what a tyrant Stanley could be and what a wonderful, loving individual Stanley could be and a great chess player and an animal lover. And is this book, um, is that a book that's just the diary entries or did he kind of use them and rewrite it as a narrative kind of book? It's, it's a little of both. Yeah. And then it has some great uh, photographs in there. And I think he's, he's doing a multimedia, or he's trying to get together a multimedia uh, presentation of it. Uh, he's an interesting guy. Matthew Modine, I saw a documentary he made when he was filming that pirate movie with Gina Davis. Mm. I can't remember <laughs> the name of the movie. Do you remember the one? Cutthroat Island. Yes, that one. <laughs> Everybody spoke at once. It was just was like, rah, 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 rah. Uh, yeah, but he made a documentary. He actually filmed on black and white, a uh, little black and white 16 millimeter camera, these silent shots and made a, uh, a little short film when he was doing Cutthroat Island. And uh, it sounds like, he, he's an interesting guy that way. He's very aware of the process as it's going. You're right, yep. it's, it's a great quality. Yep. Okay, next. Hi, I just graduated film school, so thanks for acknowledging your crew, that's so awesome. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> um, my question is for, But I'd have to say I'm an even greater fan of your blog and your Twitter. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're just really inspiring to me as I want to go in this industry and just your thoughts on views in the world. So I just want to let you know that. And my question is, when Chuck's over, uh, it's more of a rhetorical uh, plea. Would you consider running for president? Because I would vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Too many skeletons. Never happen. <laughs> That stuff, that, uh, that stuff I don't want to come out. No way. <laughs> but thanks for asking. <laughs> Go ahead. No, gosh. Can you imagine being constrained in an office like that where you can't really speak your mind? You have to craft things. And be careful. You, one wrong word and it's Wienergate. <laughs> Not this guy. <laughs> okay. I got it in. I know you did. You got it in. We were, <laughs> we were seeing, we were, we're, we're gonna see how long we could go without getting a couple political things in there. She started it. Go yes, ahead. of course. Next. She did. Next question. She did. Dang it. Okay. What is the possibility of getting any Voyager alum on this final season? Oh. And are you going to have Casey mention Bin Laden anything in any of the first few episodes? 
Well, you know, it was amazing. You know, it was amazing. You know, the Bin Laden uh, target in our finale. The timing of that was incredible. I mean, we shot the finale way back when. What are your thoughts on that, Adam? I was out of town that weekend. Ah. <laughs> Yeah. You think it's just a TV show. No, no, no. It's a great cover. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, the Voyager actors. Well, we have Bob Picardo on the show, on Chuck. Um, I would love to see some Voyager actors on the show. Um, maybe we'll get Jerry Ryan, a little Seven of Nine action on the show. Come in as a something. We'll figure it out. I'm planning on doing some recruiting. You won't be disappointed this year. We'll get some good guest stars, cameos. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Um, I love Tom Paris on Voyager. Voyager was what got me into Star Trek to begin with, so lots oh. of appreciation for that. And of Thank course, you. Jane Cobb on Firefly is fantastic. Uh, my question really is, since you seem like a clever lot of people, what kind of pranks have you gotten into on the set? <laughs> <laughs> pranks? We're very serious. <laughs> Professional. Pranks. Not real pranky. Pranks. Hmm. <laughs> I know, this is the kind of question that's always asked and I never feel prepared. Yeah, we're too busy doing our job. Yeah, it's very serious. Very, very serious. <laughs> I'll be pranking people unless it's Vic. <laughs> Vic, Vic's funny. He, well, he's not really pranks, but he likes to wrestle for some reason. Me. <laughs> he does. He gets very physical with you. I know. It's, I think he loves you. I know he does. I know he does. Uh, I've been sort of his mentor. Come here. Come here, Vic. He's throwing fists. <laughs> You're up to something. Paranoid. Um, pranks. I don't know. That would I'm sure Zach and Josh could come up I, with some. I'm sure they could. They would probably come up with pranks. Yeah, call them. Um, God. Okay. Blank. I know. I'm drawing a blank too right now. Sorry. I mean, it's a. It's a. Bob, help us out here, Bob. No, he's got nothing. He's got nothing either. I mean, it's a fun set. It's a ridiculously funny set, but there's so much of it. I don't know that we retain it because it's just kind of it. It happens organically, and we, you know. Funny story. Um, a funny story. You know, a couple seasons back, I forget which season premiere, uh, there was a scene where Chuck races up to a rooftop and his pants fall down. And, uh, we, you know, when we got to cutting it all together, his underwear wasn't very funny. And uh, so we wanted funnier underwear. So we actually shot a green screen guy with funny underwear on and then put the funny underwear on Zach. And it was like, it was CG underwear, comedy <laughs> underwear. So that's the first time I ever did CG comedy underwear on a show, but we did it. So. Do you remember what was on the underwear? I don't know. It wasn't funny. It was like hearts before. or something? Was it something? I can't even remember. It might have just, it was either a pattern or it might have just been white boxers, but he kind of had on like manly underwear oh. and it was not funny. <laughs> and uh, so Dan Curry, our genius in the effects department, and uh, we had a, a green screen, a green suited guy with funny boxer shorts on and... 
I don't know, that just came to my mind. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm thinking about Zach's underwear. That's stupid. Stupid. That's stupid. Okay, go ahead. Uh, okay, hi. 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 Um, so, this is for Mr. Baldwin. Um, we were wondering if you've ever had this happen to you before. Jane, the man they call Jane. <laughs> that happened before? <laughs> I was this close. I almost got out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that rendition. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was really gorgeous. That, that song is, is going to haunt me the rest of my life. <laughs> I actually came up with a story that says, Joss told me I can't sing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I used to say, yeah, Josh said I can't do it anymore. And he came up to me and said, I never told you that. <laughs> I said, I know, but I need an excuse. <laughs> blame you. Blame the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yes. For you? Yeah. Let me text him right now. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to text him right now. It's Michaela? Is it Michaela? Yes. Okay, it's Michaela. Okay. I'm How old are you, Michaela? Nine. Nine. Okay. Are you from Phoenix? Yeah. You're from here? Okay. We'll tell him. We'll tell him for you. There you go. You're famous now. John. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, he's texting. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Michaela, this could take a while. <laughs> he's got an iPhone, so, you know, it's... I, I don't even know what I meant by that. I just knew that it would get a response, so... In yes, sir. Phoenix. <laughs> Mr. Baldwin, just wondering if he's going to ask Josh for a part in the Avengers. What's up? Say again. Oh, I'll be working on Chuck. Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. Ah. the best director we have. No, guys, that's the wrong. No, beat. Not, it's that's not a downbeat. It's an. <laughs> it's a happy thing, Chuck. Ah, <laughs> oh, see, that's good. Did you read the script? Come on. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, hi. My question's for Robert Duncan McNeil. I'll get him. Hold on. Yes. All right, I'll, I'll wait. Okay. Okay, hi. Hi, how you doing? Great. So uh, when are you going to have Will Wheaton on the show? Will Wheaton on the show, yeah? <laughs> I know, he'd be awesome. I, I can't believe his kind of renaissance these days. I, lo I, I love Will. He's a smart guy. I, when I did the Next Generation episode with him, um, 
we hit it off immediately and stayed in touch for a long time. He's great. He's great. I would love to get Will on the show. Playing, uh, yeah. Woo. Let me text. Uh, I hear he's a dick. <laughs> no, it's Will. It's not Richard. It's Will. Will. He's not. No, he's not a. Wienergate. <laughs> Dang it. Twice. Twice. Oh, twice in one con. Yes. Hi. Okay, go ahead. Hey, uh, my name is Brett. Question for either of you. Uh, is Yvonne single and looking, maybe? I know somebody. Dear Yvonne. <laughs> we'll find out for you. No, we got we to um, <laughs> talk about Timmy, right? Yes, her I think. Her boyfriend's name is Timmy. 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 Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a great guy, very handsome actor. Um, uh, he's yet to break in, young guy. Uh, very sweet, and we have this running joke on the set because uh, is uh, beautiful and fit and uh, flexible, and she does all kinds of stretching. Flexible, but she is. She's very flexible. She can just drop down. Very flexible, very strong, and. and running what power power what? hello oh right Yvonne, she's playing with the power <laughs> well for the guys out there basically our running gag is we hate timmy <laughs> <laughs> so we tell Yvonne that he goes oh you hate timmy that's so cute timmy they hate you <laughs> Okay, oh, go Gomez. ahead. Okay, he so says, she's not single, sorry. Uh, sorry. Gomez says hi. Hi, Michaela from Gomez. Michaela, nice. Cool event, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> no schmuck, it's Arizona. Because <laughs> 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 it's hot here. Clever. Yeah. Clever, man. <laughs> See, he's so funny. Funny man. Uh, hi. Hi. My question is for Al Adam about Firefly. Uh, was there anything specific or really fun, special from shooting that series? All of it. I think it was a really special moment in time that was captured, and I'm sorry it didn't last longer. I know a lot of people are. We were all very heartbroken when it fell apart, but um, it's it's there. It's sitting there like a jewel that we can revisit and. It holds up. Um, just it was another one of those family affairs that everyone loved each other, very much like Chuck. And uh, it's it's just a pleasure to go to work. Another great crew we had worked long hours. Uh, a guy named Alan Easton, the cameraman, he had a he had a Panavision. Almost the whole series was handheld, and so he had a Panavision big camera, Bob, on his uh, shoulder the whole time. So I mean, I, you may know Alan. He's I know, a, I know Alan. Yeah, he's a bull. And Alan's, uh, isn't Alan, uh, isn't he a, a police reserves in Santa Monica? Yes. Yes, I know yes. Alan, sorry. He does, yeah, he's a police reserve, so a very strong guy. Yeah, he's a good so guy. that was another one of those experiences where you just admire the crew and the cast, and, and you're just, I, I was, that was the thing I was carrying forward from Full Metal Jacket is appreciate it while it's happening, and uh, I tried to impart to them. But I remember kind of a sad story <laughs> when... We uh, first had our walkthrough of the set of, of the, the Firefly thing. We um, 
Joss said, just get used to it because you're going to be here for years. <laughs> yeah, get familiar with this whole Serenity thing because it was a big stage. So that was, that's why when we got to do the movie, we went and uh, had the biggest stage on Universal Lot and we walked through the, the stage again, the replica. Joss was like this little dancing kid in a candy store. Like, we did it. So I, I put those two moments in time together that really, uh, I, I was so happy for Joss because they killed his baby. Well, I, I shouldn't say there's really no one to blame. It just happened. I think ultimately the audience determines what stays on. It's a numbers game, and there weren't enough of us to watching, so that's basically what happens. There, are, there are, There's a perfect storm of other events that fall into place, but... Uh, by the way, Chuck's moving to Friday nights at 8. Fridays at 8. <laughs> follow. Follow us. <laughs> Friday nights at 8, yeah. Cool. Okay, go ahead. I, uh, my question's for Mr. Baldwin. Yeah. Um, what was it like working with Nathan and Joss on Firefly? Or were they like a riot to work with? <clears throat> Very much like working with um, Robbie and Fedak and uh, Zach. Fun. Intelligent, dedicated, um, always looking for the laugh, uh, caring, good friends, loyal. Um, Nathan was a real jokester, a prankster, though. He, he, would, he would do a lot of pranks with, especially to Alan. He, he and Alan got into it all the time. Um, and I only, got him, I only got Nathan back one time. He bought this new car. I don't know this. I've told this story before, but he bought this new car, this, this Tahoe that he was so proud of. And uh, he was bragging about it. And I think someone in the transportation department put these gigantic uh, zip ties on the drive shaft. Three of them. So he was driving away one day, and the thing was just clackety, 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 clackety. <laughs> and I was leaving the lot at the same time. And he goes, Adam, come here, come here. My new car. What happened? <laughs> I said, what do you mean? What do you mean? He said, listen. I don't hear anything. No, listen, listen, he drove, clack at a clack. You hear that? What's that? Clack at a clack at a clack. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. He gets down, he climbs, we look under. Can you see? Wait a minute. <laughs> Those zipped. So, That's very smart. So somebody got him back. We never did find out who it was. <laughs> I think you were out of town. You were out of town that weekend, weren't you? I was. I was. Uh, I was out of town. You were out of town that weekend. Yeah. yeah that's that's the ticket. <laughs> I okay. That. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. This is a thought for uh, season five, since you apparently have no clue what's going to be going on. Thank you. Thank you. We please Thank bring you. it. Bring it. Maybe just for an episode. Maybe two. Could you guys possibly give Jeffster the intersex? <laughs> <laughs> Scott Krinsky with the intersect in his head? That's frightening. That's really frightening. Whoa. I would like to just see Scott Krinsky flash. Exactly. I'd love to see. He's already flashing. Yeah, he's, he's constantly flashing. That's funny. All right. All right. We'll file that one. But if you could pick one person from Firefly that you enjoyed working with the most, who would that be? And the same for Chuck. 
Uh, troublemaker. <laughs> one, only one, your favorite. <laughs> Who's your favorite? <laughs> Get those Firefly, tweets ready. Firefly, uh, gosh, you know, you can't do that. It's a family. But I would go right to the top and, and say, uh, you know, Joss. But Nathan, I mean, all of them. <laughs> Marina. <laughs> I think Marina's the safest answer. I'm going to go with Marina. Um, although Summer, you know, Summer was our set scapegoat, you know, because she was the most innocent and young, completely uh, green and nice and not at fault for anything. So whenever anything would go wrong, it would be Summer's fault. And we'd yell, Summer! <laughs> We don't really have a set scapegoat on Chuck, uh, except maybe Vic. The magnet. <laughs> yeah, Vic. Vic's yeah, the Vic, scapegoat. Yeah. Yeah. Vic's fault. My favorite people, Robbie is certainly our, our great fearless leader. He's, he's puts in more hours than pretty much anybody in his department. Um, Bob Field back there, uh, Mocha Bob. He's, uh, he's our um, curmudgeonly wise, uh, wise man. <clears throat> Makes the great, sets beautiful see, with all the great the lights. They, the crew also interacts. They're, they're paying attention to the whole storyline. They've been with us the whole oh, time. Yeah. So they're watching. They say, this doesn't make sense. You can't yeah. do that. No, so, it's well, true. I mean, a lot of... And they yeah. say, don't you remember in season two, you, you did the exact opposite of that. So you can't do that. It doesn't make sense. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Listen, <laughs> we can't do that. Bob says we can't do that. <laughs> 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 you tell Bobby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So they're all great, I, except Vic. <laughs> all right, my question's for Adam. Um, in the first few seasons of Chuck, we saw that your character really hated and like loathed Morgan. Yeah. And then the last season, we see that your relationship kind of grew a little more with them. <laughs> what was your opinion on that, and where do you see it going now that Morgan has the intersect? Oh, let me just say one thing about that. Season five, marriage. Think about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about being the top in that one. <laughs> Wienergate. <laughs> Three. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I, lo I love Gomez. He's, he's, he, the stuff I'm doing with him is some of the most fun I've, I've ever uh, worked with anybody. He's just hilarious. And uh, it's just an odd couple. <laughs> <laughs> I love the scenes where, where they, were, they were talking to Chuck about, uh, um, I, I can't remember everything. But anyway, they were in sync with their coffee and their cereal. Do you remember that? It was so funny. Brilliantly, brilliantly done. One of my favorite scenes of theirs together. Yeah. Smaller bites, smaller bites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the napkins. Oh. And it was everything. <laughs> yeah, those are fun. those are really fun to do. I did a I did the importance of being earnest when I was in high school. I just played the butler, and uh, I came in and I served tea. But I remember that was the first time that I started really being careful about working with props and making sure that the Lucille Ball said, "Know your props." And that's the one thing I try to do as best I can is work with the prop people because that's, you're acting. This is what acting is. You're actually doing stuff. 
Wienergate, Wienergate. <laughs> and so with, with Gomez, that little scene was a flashback to all the stuff that I tried to do with props with Jane as well. And, and uh, so it was, it was a good reliving that sort of thing. And yeah. I, I like working with that sort of detail. It took time to make it right, though, yeah. to get it to time out perfectly. So we had to keep doing it. And then, then you just have to be patient. It's, you get frustrated because you want it to be perfect when you're first starting. And it's just not there yet. You need to rehearse it. And uh, that, that's one of the toughest things, I think, working in television is that you actually do have time, but everyone's cognizant that you don't have time, so you, you want to rush it. And, and rushing it can make it less, less than. So you consciously say, look, we just need to work this out. And I'm going to be a dick for about 20 minutes, and then we'll work through, and <laughs> it'll be great. Yeah, yeah, TV is hard. It's so hard for every department, obviously starting with the actors, because... They've got to put themselves in front of the camera, and they've got to try to bring it to life and believe in it. And there's, there's not enough time in television. You know, on Chuck, we probably have about 50 setups a day, average. Would you say, Bob, 50 setups, maybe? And the average TV show has probably about 25 setups a day. So we're doing twice as much work in a day as your average TV show. And uh, it's tough, like, like Adam was saying, like when you've got a scene like that where things need time to, to be kind of choreographed and thought through, or um, it's tough. I, I, you know, Chuck's the toughest show I've ever done, but it's the most rewarding because I know how much everybody's putting into it, and it's so much fun. So anyhow, yes, okay. sir. Uh, I'd like to say that you guys are great. Uh, just both of you guys, and the question I have, I actually have a follow-up question to it as well. Um, obviously, um, uh, you know, with the Firefly thing, there was a lot of music going on. I mean, Baldwin had his own song. Uh, <laughs> and the music on Chuck is, is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys like personally, music-wise? Nice. Nice, I like that. I like... Uh... I like, uh, <laughs> I was going to make a joke. I don't Slayer! Come on! Rock on! I went to the Big Four the other uh, couple weeks He's a ago. big metal fan. Did he you loves go? his metal. Did you go to the Big Four? Oh, dude. It was the best. It was so great. My son is, uh, he's a rock and roll drummer, and he loves metal, so I've sort of had a resurgence and, and falling in love with metal all over again, the top guys. Uh, but classic rock is really what I grew up on, you know, Zeppelin and Yes and Pink Floyd and Clapton and Allman Brothers and stuff like that. So, you know, I have an eclectic taste. I love jazz. I love uh, classical. My dad loved Beethoven and Haydn and Mozart, so I have that all right here. It's all right here. It's amazing that you can do that. I mean, I have a record collection left over from uh, a breakup with an old girlfriend. You know, I want my records back! I got, got my records, and they, they were sitting in my closet for years and years and years because I didn't want to break them out because I figured the kids would ruin them. Finally, the kids got old enough so I could buy a record player, and they can play it now. Now they enjoy, enjoy my old music. But I love now, vinyl, too. I love listening to vinyl. Right. I mean, this like record it. collection right. is like, just like if you bit off a teeny tiny piece of this thing, that's, that's, that's what it would be. So I think that's just an amazing thing. Yeah. So that's my, my, my music. What's your music? I like, um, <laughs> I keep trying to think of ridiculous music, but pink? I... Pink? You like pink? I like pink. I like puppies. 
I like puppies and flowers. Raffy, like Raffy. I like unicorns and. Is that music? <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I like I like classic rock. I would say, you know, I've got uh, satellite radio in my car, and I'm always jumping between like the '60s, '70s, those decade stations. If anybody has, you know, XM or whatever. I love the 70s because that's really when I discovered music. Um, yeah, classic rock from the 70s, Zeppelin or, or um, Loggins and Messina. I like a lot of like, um, I like a lot of uh, singer-songwritery stuff, you know. Um, but I, I'm really eclectic too. Like I love, you know, the bands that we find on Chuck, we get a lot of submissions of indie, indie bands because we don't have enough money to pay for tons of big label, you know, stars. So... What's that? A soundtrack. I know. Schwartz did the OC soundtracks with all his stuff. Um, I don't know. We should. We should. Admiral Fallow. Yeah. Well, we, we, anyway, I love, I love all the bands that we find on, on Chuck because I, I love hearing new voices, too. You know, as much as I love the classic stuff, I love hearing these young singers and, and bands and songwriters that are coming up with, with a new voice and a new sound. And uh, so, uh, so that's really exciting to, to be able to, to hear some of that stuff. Cool. Thank you. All right, thanks. I'll bring Jeff to start with you next year, please. <laughs> Jeffster performing next year. I'll work on it. Ladies and gentlemen, that guy has a great voice. Yeah, he does. Are you a DJ or something? Oh, yeah, you're great you voice. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Hi there. What's Go your ahead. name? Tori. Hi, Tori. Nice to meet you. Um, my question is, this is for Emma, Adam Baldwin. What's your favorite character on Chuck? <laughs> What's your favorite character? Besides the character I play, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Who do I enjoy watching the most? Besi See, you're a troublemaker. Yeah, trouble. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Mm. Wow. Well, you know, I, I can't not say that it, it, it's Zach. I mean, I love watching Zach perform, and I love his character. Uh, he, he has so many... He's, he's on camera all the time. How can you avoid it? He never but, uh, shuts up, that Chuck. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I, I don't have a favorite. I just I love Zach so much as a, as a person, and, and, I, and, I watch, and I watch the work he does behind the camera and while the camera's not rolling, and then to see it fall into place. I mean, he, he's a guy that he's a very quick study. He memorizes lines like that. He's, he's got like a uh, photographic memory. Yeah, he really does. And we hate that about him. But, uh, or we, admi we admire it, but we're also jealous of it, too. Uh, he's just... Just love watching him, uh, him play. Evan Gomez and, and Yvonne, and they're all beautiful. They're fun, fun people to watch and be around. And, and so you're a troublemaker. <laughs> I'm in trouble now. Are you wearing a bell costume? Yes. Uh, it's beautiful. Very pretty. Hi there. Hi. Go ahead. What's your name? Becca. Hi, Becca. Um, my question was, what's your favorite fruit? And this is for both of you. Favorite fruit? Yeah. 
Hmm. You're really putting us on the spot. Oh, it's tempting to go there, but I know. Uh, I love cherries. Especially Rainier cherries, the kind of yellow ones that are, they're so sweet and yummy. Yeah, cherries are my favorite fruit. I like melons. <laughs> you know, really sweet melons. Like uh, watermelon, cantaloupe. I don't like bananas. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, that's my least favorite. <laughs> we got time for just a couple more questions. <laughs> this is kind of like our show, Chuck. It's, you know, good for the kids and the adults. Everybody can have fun. Hi. We're still laughing, sir. Hold on a second. No. Hi, my question is for Adam Baldwin. I'm a huge fan, huge fan by the way. Uh, it's like Firefly. You know, everyone's been asking for like a season two since like 2005 or something. But here's my question. Are you up for or do you think like Joss or the rest of the cast would be up for another follow-up to Serenity? I think all, all, we, all of us are publicly said, yeah, we'd jump at the chance. I just don't know that it's, it's possible. It's getting kind of late in the game for that. And, and you know, we're, uh, you know, if Joss said, we, we got it and let's go and let's do it during the hiatus of Castle and, and Chuck, then, yeah, I think we'd all jump on board. I know Nathan certainly does, and the rest of them are unemployed. They don't work anymore. Right? Um, <laughs> so mean. So mean. I worked with... Morena last year on V. I worked with her. She's oh yeah, canceled. canceled. Mm. Well, summer's on the Cape. That show is. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Terrible. Terrible. I'm a horrible man. <laughs> okay. What else? Sorry, we we digressed. Sorry. What was it? Yes. If if, if yes, but unlikely. In reality. In Literalville, I don't know. <coughs> Thank you. Last question, Jack Sparrow. Oh, sorry, Captain Jack Sparrow. Yes, there should be a captain in there somewhere. <laughs> As a captain, I could use another first mate, Adam. I've seen you sail on the Firefly. <laughs> what do you say? The next adventure's for the Black Pearl. Uh -huh. <laughs> will there be rum? There will always be rum. There will always be rum. Uh, as long as there's rum, Jack. There was plenty last night. Oh, dude. Is that what that was? <laughs> <laughs> that was something. Smooth sailing. Hey, what's in a daiquiri anyway? Is it rum? Yeah. It was a long night. <laughs> I think we actually do have time for one more, so we want to put one more in. Yes, made it. All right. Congratulations. Yeah, I you made it. I promised myself if I got to the front, I would say this. Just one of you, Robert. Just one of anyone. I knew that would not go over well. Watch Masters <laughs> of the Universe, people. Wait, what was it that you Masters said? Masters of the Universe? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Just one of you, Kevin. 
<laughs> Masters okay, of the uh, universe. Thank you. Everybody's like, you know, that went whoo right over there. It went over my head too. I was is, kind uh, of, you know, McNeil. I was uh, I was not conscious during a lot of that. So, <laughs> told me it was the '80s. Come on, everybody was. Um, okay, so my question is for Mr. McNeil. Um, as a producer, director with acting experience, have you ever been tempted to uh, give yourself a part on Chuck as like a CIA agent <laughs> or buy more employee? There was there was um, a. Uh, a couple things. I was a, an employee of the, of the month at some point last year. You know, on the wall, there's the employee photos. <laughs> and uh, we, we realized at one point that we hadn't changed the employee of the month for about two and a half years. <laughs> and so, so we said, you know what? We've got to, every couple of weeks, we've got to put a new employee up there and so I was one of the first to volunteer to the props took a picture of me and I forget the name I gave myself so technically I have appeared in Chuck is kind of my point and um, uh, just as a suggestion for season five maybe you could do a cameo as yourself and have like Chuck and Morgan geek out over having Tom yeah. Paris in the Bymore do a signing do a signing there yeah it's <laughs> possible okay <laughs> Yeah, we could we could have a little mini convention at the Bymore there with you know that'd be funny. That'd be funny. So I got a text. I got a text back from uh, both Zach and uh, Josh Gomez, and uh, you've already heard uh, Gomez. Zach says, "Ha ha, awesome smiley face. <laughs> High back." <laughs> <laughs> On that note, that is all the time we have, unfortunately. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, Adam and Robbie, for being here. I am Gnomewise. I am Gonora. I am Iolite. I am Dexa. I am Grail. And I am versus you. I am versus you. And I'm versus you. I am versus you. And I'm versus you. Casually Hardcore. Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. GMT. Only on VTWProductions.com.